other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. A ton of issues in the news that I want to bring to your attention. In fact, this is one of those shows where there's so many things that I want to comment on that we're going to do all four hours guest-free. So that means there's plenty of time for us to chat, just you and me. I like to do that once in a while. I can get all these stories that I had on my agenda off my plate and give you an opportunity to call in as well. I'll tell you what really grinds my gears, and that is the situation involving a state appellate court judge, Troy Weber. She is under fire, New York State, in case you're wondering. She is under fire for trying to make a case that cops can't be faithful Christians because the job might include killing people. During a hearing on Tuesday in Manhattan before the first judicial department, the lawyer Jimmy Wagner contended that the city should never have denied his client, who was an NYPD sergeant, Patrick Marsteller, a religious exemption during the pandemic so he could remain on the job without getting vaccinated. So the lawyer says what he's saying is these vaccines in some method were derived from aborted fetuses. He does not want to be associated with those aborted fetuses. So Judge Weber fires back, citing the Sixth Commandment. Does being a police officer conflict with Christian values as well? That you know, do not kill thing. Now, this is absolutely outrageous. This judge's comments were so out of line and part of a larger problem about how certain judges view the police. What is this judge really saying? You can't be a faithful Christian, or I guess because she's citing the Ten Commandments, a faithful Jew while being a police officer where your job is to serve and protect with courtesy, professionalism, and respect. This judge ought to be ashamed of herself. What she said is absolutely reprehensible. And I think it's a shame that this cop was denied a religious exemption, but This judge was way out of line by making a remark like this. Of course Christians can be cops. Some of the best ones. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. One of the things that the MTA has to do before they raise tolls and raise fares is hold public hearings. Now, I've been to many of these public hearings. I enjoy it because you get to meet a lot of interesting people. It's a great forum for channeling populist outrage about how the MTA is screwing the public and hearing from 900 different perspectives about how poorly managed the MTA is, but it's always a fait accompli. These hearings don't do anything. It's something they're obliged to do under the law, but nobody's listening. They give every person three minutes. They ignore what every person says, and the decision is already made. Well, now the MTA will hold four hybrid public hearings this month. I'm going to be testifying at one of these as well on their plan to raise tolls, all of which will be based out of their lower Manhattan headquarters. And I have to say, the people most affected by this 
To some extent, are people that live in the outer boroughs, people that have to pay these tolls on MTA bridges like the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, people that have to pay the bus fare, especially the express bus fare if you're coming in from Queens or Staten Island or even Brooklyn. And the fact that these people can't even be bothered to hold one public hearing in the outer boroughs is ridiculous. And it goes to show you exactly how little regard the MTA has for the public's will and the public's input. They don't want the public's input. If they wanted the public's input, they'd do all four of these in four different boroughs and encourage the people in that community to show up. They have no interest in doing that. This is a total joke, and it is yet another example of why the MTA needs to be blown up and totally rebuilt to be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I have followed the career of Anthony Miranda for many years and never been impressed with him. And honestly, when Eric Adams first started running for Brooklyn Borough President about 10 years ago, this was one of the things that really turned me off the most about him, is his lifelong friendship and working relationship as both a police officer and an activist with Anthony Miranda. Because there was always just something about Anthony Miranda that didn't sit quite right with me. It Don't get me started on his whole city council campaign in 2021. There's loaded with shenanigans there, but let's put that aside. Now, he is the New York City Sheriff, appointed by his very good friend of many decades, Eric Adams. Well, just weeks before he was tapped to serve as New York City Sheriff, former NYPD Sergeant Anthony Miranda attended an awards gala in Great Neck, Long Island, with his wife, where they wore purple cards, sort of resembling conference badges. The host of that event was a Queens businessman whose many titles include president of the Sino-American Commerce Association and the honorific Sir, based on a knighthood he says he was awarded by the Principality of Monaco. He was sporting the same device. The newspaper the city has a great article on this. They looked into what these devices are. These devices were marketed online as the one invisible mask that protects the wearer against COVID and other viruses. It claimed to work by colliding ions in a packet that produces a protective a protective gas in front of the wearer's nose and mouth and purported to kill up to 99.9% of bacteria, viruses, and pathogens. And you don't have to even wear a face mask in order for it to be effective. A month earlier, and just after the Omicron surge that walloped the five boroughs, Miranda took to social media to tout it as very real and very effective. The small rectangular device, which was also sold under the name one virus buster. He posted on Facebook about this. He posted on Twitter about this. And he was hawking this bogus COVID protection device, which study after study showed that this doesn't work. And yet the guy that was hawking this and putting this out there and wearing them himself is now being paid $213,000 a year by the taxpayers to be our sheriff. I don't know about you. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence in the judgment of the sheriff. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. The New York Post reporting over the weekend that more and more
more NYPD officers are opting out of living in New York City as more and more state lawmakers are trying to push a residency requirement. As it stands now, less than half of New York City cops live in the city that they police. That's according to a city council report. The percentage of NYPD officers living in the five boroughs last year plummeted to 48 percent. That's down from the previous year, down from the year before that. The steady decline includes both rank-and-file cops and higher-ranking officers. Meanwhile, lawmakers in Albany are pushing for a requirement that all new recruits live in the five boroughs. Currently, the department lets officers live in the suburban counties of Nassau, Suffolk, Rockland, Westchester, Putnam, or Orange. The aim of the legislative effort is to improve community relations and ensure that officers have a stake in the city that they patrol and keep tax dollars in the city. That's according to a resolution proposed by Councilmember Francisco Moya and public advocate Jimani Williams. I used to support the residency requirement, and I still think it's a good idea to have as many cops as possible living in the five boroughs for multiple reasons. And by the way, in Albany, they're proposing this as well. Uh, Assemblywoman Catalina Cruz She has a bill that would require officers to move into the city within a year of their appointment. Here is the problem. The starting salary for an NYPD officer is $55,910 without overtime. Meanwhile, the required annual income for a person living alone in New York City with no children is $53,342. You can't afford to live here. On a cop's salary, you can't afford to live here. So I'm all for bringing back a residency requirement if we give the cops either more money or some sort of a housing voucher where they can get some sort of uh, discount in terms of rent. But to say that they have to live here when they're not making enough money to afford to live here is just lunacy. To be continued.